Dead Air Nation proudly presents The Bucking Cap Show, live on blogtalkradio.com. And now, here are your hosts, Buck and Cap. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to The Buck and Cap Show, here on the Dead Air Nation Network. Brought to you by Gnarly Beer Co. I'm hoping and praying that the intro music doesn't play um, continually some more. Because <laughs> if you were if you tuned in last week, we had the issue where it played like four or five times, and now it just played a bunch of times as well. And I didn't want to come on air live and start talking and have it um, break in. So you know, I waited. So apologize for the delay, but. We're here with you now. Um, well, part of us. Buck is not here as of yet, and I imagine he probably got held up at work or something of another. Um, but no matter, I'm here. Let's get it going. We got a uh, jam-packed show uh, tonight. Uh, there's a number of things that, um, well, they will cause some probably, you know, um, discussions and and possibly things that might upset people. Uh, but I think it's something that needs to be addressed. I think something needs to be uh, – things like this do need to be discussed at times so that we, you know, we all understand what's going on. Um, and what I'm talking about is Oklahoma state law uh, that – was passed earlier in the week, given adoption agencies the right, or last week, I I mean, uh, given adoption agencies the right to deny same-sex couples um, based on their moral or religious beliefs, uh, deny the rights uh, for them to adopt. Um, so, you know, they basically... Uh, said some things about that. We'll get into it in a little bit. You know, obviously we've got our weekly update from current events that we'll discuss. Uh, the Preakness Review, which, you know, Buck and I had discussed the preview last week um, pretty intently. <laughs> and it's amazing how one horse uh, can basically ruin your day. And uh, that horse and this race was ever fast. Ever fast was, you know, the uh, 50 to one. I forget what he ended up at 25 to one, I think odds. Um, so needless to say a uh, horse like that jumps up into second place and kind of ruins a lot of things, unless you do something like a trifecta where you, um, you know, you put one horse at the top and you put all the others behind it. Then you'll win. But that ticket costs you a good uh a good chunk of change. Uh you know, I'll be honest, I didn't have War Will winning it. So uh needless to say, uh the trifecta bets and the exactas that I had out there, uh win place shows were Win place show bets for me are, you know, basically I'll ask my daughters what um, horse they like or my wife, 
And uh, that's one of those things where you, you grab a horse out of thin air. Um, in this case, uh, my wife had uh, talked about Bodhi Express. Uh, my daughter had talked about uh, Signal Man, I believe. And the other one was Laughing Fox. Well, Laughing Fox finished fifth. A signal man and Bodie, well, Bodie Express finished last because the horse threw its jockey. Now, I'd like to get into that, to be honest with you, because if you looked at the uh, starting gates, um, they have a starter in there, uh, a person that basically tries to hold the horse steady uh, and then, you know, lets it go when the gates open. The starter, when I saw it, it looked like the starter basically had half of the jockey's uh, body covered. The jockey was John Velasquez. Um, and the horse bucked and threw the jockey off. Well, once it throws the jockey off, the horse is disqualified from the race. But that horse ran all the way around on the outside. And I, I got to say, without a jockey, and running along the outside, not even cutting to the inside at all. And the horse held up pretty good until the very end. <laughs> but needless to say, um, I look back at it and, you know, and then, of course, the starter, right after the uh, break out of the gates, the starter, you can see him cursing and, uh, and jumping down. And, you know, I just thought, what a shame. Even if the horse bucked, you know, out of the gate, which a lot of horses do do that, and jockeys can maintain that, I, I feel as though he got in the way, and it affected uh, the jockey, John Velasquez, and he wound up um, falling off the horse. So, you know, things like that, I mean, they do happen, but it, it's a shake. You know, it's one of those things, you're trying to calm the horse down, get it steady, they're trying to get the gates open because the longer they keep the gates closed, the more the horses get um, antsy. And I think before that, improbable might have been uh, might have been jumping around a little bit. So you know, these things do happen. But I, I just felt it was a shame, and that this guy, the starter, um, did play a factor somehow, some way, played a factor and getting in uh, John Velasquez's way and partially responsible, along with the horse, but partially responsible uh, for having him fall off the horse. I mean, like I said before, jockeys, I mean, horses buck in those gates all the time. And a good amount of the jockeys, especially veteran jockeys like John Velasquez, good jockeys like John Velasquez can hold on to that horse and recover. And afterwards, they talked with John Velasquez, and he was the consummate professional. He never brought up the starter at all. He just said, you know, the horse uh, bucked on him. He got loose in the, in the reins and fell out, you know. Uh, so basically, the, the stirrups, loosened the stirrups, and um, – and fell off the horse. If you look back, you see the starter. The starter is 
in front of him, half of his body. Well, as the horse goes to uh, get out of the gate and bucks, he's going forward, and this guy's blocking Velasquez. So that, to me, is probably how his foot came out of the stirrup and ultimately leading to him um, falling off the horse. But needless to say, he was a very – he was – uh, consummate professional about it and uh, did not blame the starter in the least bit. Um, and then, you know, we'll get into some more of that. Uh, Buck jumps on, I'm sure. I want to talk about it. Uh, so, you know, we'll get to, uh, we'll save some of the comments. Wanted to talk about uh, some of the, like the NBA playoffs and the NHL playoffs. I mean, we're getting there. It's it is interesting. The series between the Bucks and the Raptors is tied two two. The Raptors were down zero and two, and now tomorrow night they'll play Game Five. Um, but you know, either of these teams make it through. I don't think they're going to get past the Warriors. The Warriors swept the Trailblazers. The series four zero. I think, uh, was it uh, yesterday? No. Yeah. But Monday, I'm sorry. Right, I'm thinking it's Tuesday or something like that. Monday, they finished it off. Um, it was a close game, mind you. It was a close game, went into overtime. But they'll move on to the championships and await the winner of the Bucks and Raptors. Um, I hope it's the Bucks. I'd like to see the Bucks go in there, even though either team, I just don't think it's going to happen. In the NHL playoffs, <clears throat> pardon me, um, we basically are looking at Boston, who uh, swept the Hurricanes, and now we have uh, yesterday the Blues beat the Sharks 5-1 to one to advance into the Stanley Cup Finals, and I think it'll be a good one. I'd really like to see the Blues beat the Bruins in the Stanley Cup. I know Buck uh, would love to see that, but I think the key part was Game 5, Blues-Sharks at San Jose Sharks uh, Stadium. So they were the home team. They beat them 5 nothing, and I mean, they they came out from the get-go and handle business. I think uh, the Sharks did get a couple uh, bad calls, and and I think that they allowed that um, to get in their heads. And you know how you're playing a game, whatever game it might be, hockey, basketball, whatever, you let the officials get in uh, your heads. And, you know, the fact that your team is playing flat, you try to do more, it never goes well. It usually never goes well. So, um, needless to say, uh, that was the catalyst that moved them forward to game six at home. They were able to beat them. You know, and I, I had a feeling that would happen. That was that was actually pretty good. Um, so, I wanted to try and get into the uh, Phillies-Cubs game yesterday. I wanted to to look at that. 
and see uh, some of the stats because, you know, you watch these games and you start getting things um, a little twisted around and stuff like that. But I do have to say that uh, the Phillies should have won yesterday. The The game was 2-1 in the ninth. They brought in Nicasio as a relief pitcher, not the greatest out of the bullpen. And I think that's what hurts uh, the Phillies is basically their bullpen. But needless to say, um, you take the good with the bad. And, you know, I wanted to hear the interview with the coach afterwards to see what was behind uh, the pitchers and why Nicasio was in there for a save opportunity in the ninth, that's not typically something that um, they put him in. Hector Neres is in there, and he was the day before that for a save and might have been the game before that. So they, you know, they might not have been able to use him because you get a certain amount of days uh, in a row and you, you need to rest the pitcher, especially if you use him a couple innings or if he goes longer than you expected. So I wanted to hear what was behind that, but you know, I'm watching the game as a Phillies fan. Nicasio faces the first batter and I believe he walked them. That's why I was trying to get into uh, see some of the stats from yesterday's game. Um, but needless to say, um, you know, it, it was one of those things where from my perspective, I looked at it and thought, man, the coach should go out there and get him out now because it just it happens all the time. It's like you know he's going to struggle. He was struggling getting it over the plate properly. And uh, and then the next thing you know, the next batter, I believe, uh, gets a hit. Then they advance. It's second and third. He gets it out. Uh, then he um they they have a play where oh goodness i forget how it happened they tied up the game now they got a situation where second and third and they walk uh the batter to load the bases because they didn't want to pitch to him they pinch hit the cubs pinch hit come in yep line drive down the first baseline game over I thought to myself, Jesus Christ, how can you let this happen? Change out the pitcher. You know, but then again, they might not have had the ability to do that um, because, you know, they were deep into their bullpen and and guys just couldn't pitch. So um, I'm looking at the game right now, I'm trying to, well, one of the articles about it, I should say. You know, they, they basically captioned it that uh, Javier Baez delivers a pinch hit, walk-off single in the Cubs' 3-2 win over the Phillies. The Phillies should have had this game. Just should have had this game. But that's the way things go. Um, and, you know, of course, I'm looking at different things. It doesn't matter it, what it comes down to is they probably should have switched out the pitcher if possible. I mean, that's what I would have done. 
because Nicasio just didn't have it. And why wait to get into a situation where, you know, you have one out? Oh, the, the play, by the way, which could have made it two outs, there was a dribbler. Back to the pitcher. Bases are loaded. A dribbler back to the pitcher. And he comes running in, scoops up the ball, and underhands it to the catcher. Would have been a force out at home. But the way he did one, he should have been on that as soon as it came off the bat. He should have been on it quicker. But more importantly, I mean, that happens, you know. More importantly, the throw. You know, you, you, you can't throw it to the catcher from, what, 10, 12 feet away the way he was. You, you do have to toss it to him. But, you know, sidearm it, something. Not this underhand lob that it, it was actually a very, very close play that they went to uh, review, but didn't have enough to overturn it. It looked like the uh, runner had his one foot up in the air, and then, of course, you have the other foot tucked under, and that foot that was up in the air going over the bag, you're looking at it to see when it comes down or when the back leg touches home plate versus when the ball gets into the catcher's mitt. Well, if you know anything about it, uh, video replay in sports, it has to be conclusive in order to overturn a call. You couldn't tell. You couldn't tell 100% certainty that his foot wasn't, didn't dip down and touch the plate or his back toe touched it because it was, you know, out of view from the camera angle. So, therefore, you can't overturn the, the call. But I put it on the Costco. He should have scooped up that ball and, you know, tossed it underhand, but kind of like a side uh, underhand to the catcher, get it there quicker, get the out. Needless to say. <laughs> the life of being a Phillies fan. Um, what are you going to do? All right. We still have no buff, which, again, I'm imagining that he probably got stuck at work. Um, you know, I'm going to wind up doing a music break. I'm going to try and get in touch with him just to see. No, no matter, folks. I'm still here. I'm still plugging along. I'll just go about the uh, topics on my own. Um, so let's find a little music break here. I don't want to keep playing the same type of stuff. Um, but when we come back, we'll get into the freakness and then, of course, the hot topic uh, about the Oklahoma state law with adoption agencies. We'll be back after this music break.
Talking Cat Show. Killer rock and roll dudes. They know their stuff. Listen to these guys. (laughs) That was our good buddies, Rat Rod, rock and roll group. Uh, Welcome back to the Bucking Cat Show. Live every Wednesday at 8 here on the Dead Air Nation Network. Brought to you by our fine sponsors, Gnarly Beer Co. If you haven't checked our sponsors out yet, folks, what are you doing? Um, Gnarly Beer Co. for all your beer grooming needs. uh, You need to go to gnarlybeerco.com and check them out. And if you do make a purchase, you need to make sure you use the promo code SINISTER for a VIP discount. Make sure you let them know that you listen to Dead Air Nation in the Buck and Cap Show. All right? And get your discount. Check them out. Welcome back to the show. That was our good friend, Rat Rod, with the promo. Uh, there's, you know, jumping in. They were excited with that one. But I want to tell you guys that I spoke with my buddy, Mark, uh, part of the group. And he's got some new music coming out. They got some uh, uh, places, some shows coming up. Uh, May 25th, they're at the Red Stallion in Hatburg. June 7th, they'll be at Bar 13 in Wilmington, Delaware. And June 8th, Sweeney Saloon in Philadelphia, PA. Check them out. You can go to their website, ratrodrocks.com. Ratrod, R-A-T-R-O-D, rocks. Dot com. Check them out. They've got some new music coming out, and we hope to have them back on again soon. And uh, and maybe we can hear some of the new music and get some behind-the-scenes stuff on uh, how they put it together, what they've been up to since the last time they were here on the show. Yeah, it's been uh, several months now, so uh, why not, right? Why not get them back on? We were talking about Preakness Stakes. Um, Early on the show, said a couple things. I'm like, okay, I, you know, I set back off, but I just wanted to talk about how one horse can make or break your day in these, you know, these high stakes uh, races. I mean, we were talking about millions of dollars being bet, and you know, you you go out there and you're like, I, I'm a guy. I'll I'll preference it like this. I typically don't do a bet where, you know, like a trifecta bet where I put a horse solely at the top. That means that horse has to come out on first place or your bet is done. And then put a bunch of uh, horses behind it. Uh, When you box a trifecta bet, for example, three horses, trifecta, you box it, that's a $1 bet. That's basically betting, like, for example, the one, two, three comes out, that's one bet. The one, three, two, that's a second bet. You bet the two, one, three, third, you get the gist, right, folks? I don't have to go through all of it. And you go through the gap, that's a $6 bet. So when you get into a bunch of other horses and the field was 13, and you go and you say all, that's when it gets a little bit pricey on those types of bets, even putting a horse dedicated at the top. Now, my brother gets a little wild with things, and he'll put a horse in the first slot and finish in third, and then, <clears throat> pardon me, he'll put a bunch of horses 
you know, in the place. Uh, or he'll put two horses up top, meaning first and second have to come in, first and second, and then a bunch of horses behind it. And then sometimes he'll do the top two horses boxed. So that's two bets right there. And then all the horses behind it. So um, he typically will get choosy about things. And in this field, we were talking about it, and he said, you know, I just can't see two horses. I can't put them up there. I just can't see them coming in. <laughs> Market King was one, and Market King finished second to last, and that's mainly because Bodie Express was, did not finish because the jockey was thrown off. And the other one was the horse that came in second place ever fast. So <laughs> one horse can ruin your bet. <clears throat> but him and I were pretty high on another twist of fate. Another twist of fate came in 10. You know, there's certain things that you look at in these races that make you think, okay, you know, this this is a good horse. I, I basically thought another twist of fate and improbable were the two horses that would finish in that top four, if you will. You know, and so I, I played a couple different trifecta bets around that. Um, they involved Bourbon War, uh, another twist of fate, um, improbable, also involved War Will, Owendale, Warrior's Charge, uh, Bourbon War, like I said before, and I believe Always Mining I threw in there. Um, you know, it's a, a, one of those long shot bets type of thing. And I actually threw it in with a couple of different horses um, and another twist of fate in there. So it didn't work out. It didn't work out. But that's uh, that's how it goes. Three weeks from now, we'll, we'll be talking about the um, Belmont Stakes, you know, and that's the longest of the Triple Crown races. So, that ought to be interesting. Uh, that's that's a race where you can kind of hone in on a couple horses that you know can finish, that can not only stay up there but finish, and then you get the horses that uh, can close, but they still it's a long distance. A lot of the closers are basically um, uh, horses that <clears throat> pardon me that close on, say, a seven furlongs uh, race. And uh, and basically, once you go longer, their closing ability is not as great. So needless to say, um, that uh, that's a horse, that's a, a race where you can hone in on some of them. I just got word from Buck. He said, give me 10 minutes. So um, I think he'll be joining us. And we'll see how things go. Um, yeah, I'm wondering whether I get into the one topic or not. Maybe wait for him. I know he'll probably want to, uh, you know, touch base again on the Preakness. Maybe he will. Maybe he won't. Uh, but needless to say, um, we'll just plug along. I know him and I had talked about before, and I'm, I'm just throwing this in here uh, to stall for time, folks, uh, for him to come on. 
Uh, but him and I were talking about movie stars and the top five movies you'll love to binge watch. You know, we would throw out a star and then from there we would, you know, look at their movies and say, okay, these, these are the top five. So I'm looking at my list. I'm thinking about who I'm going to uh, throw out here right now. And I think I might go with Matt Damon. So let me pull up Matt Damon movies. And the reason why I you know, said this, I mean, I'm going to group the Bourne, uh, Jason Bourne series as a whole. You know, one of the best. I mean, I love uh, Jason Bourne itself. So, the <clears throat> uh, and I love most of the sequels. Ironically, the one that I didn't particularly care for was the one that he wasn't in. So, um, that should say something. I mean, I think just the the part that he plays is just incredible. Does an incredible job with it. And I think the director does a great job with um, with all the uh, action-packed scenes. So uh, that's that's got to be top for me. Looking at some of the other ones, the Oceans uh, 13, Oceans 12, Oceans 11, that would probably be up there uh, with him. And I know we've talked about other um, actors, actresses where that, uh, ranked up there For me I thought uh, School Ties Was a good movie with him Basically um, What is that uh, Brendan Fraser uh, Played the main part Was Jewish in this school Where there was You know a lot of racism And stuff like that they were good friends And then you know when it came to light that he was Jewish, it just all fell apart. So, you know, it, it's an enlightening movie. Um, so I got got those three, uh, the Oceans uh, ones, Born, and uh, School Ties. Goodwill Hunting has to be up there in my uh, book. That's a great movie. If you ever hear my brother say, "How do you like them apples?" Anybody says, how do you like them apples? I typically will respond, I like apples, Matt Damon, because that's a line in the movie where they're busting his stones at the bar. He gets the number of the girl, and they're laughing at him um, through the window, and he just puts the paper up to the window with her number, name and number, and he says, I got her number. How do you like them apples? So it's, it's one of the key parts of that. Uh, movie Saving Private Ryan Good movie but he plays a very small Part in that really I mean he's He's actually the main character that they're Trying to find but they don't find him until The end of the movie so Um Elysium Is okay Uh Interstellar Let's not talk about we bought a zoo Um probably Rainmaker would be up there For me Uh yeah that, a couple other good ones, uh, rounders. Uh, he's got a couple in here that are some duds, but um, oh, the Good Shepherd, it's a good movie. Uh, da, 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 da. 
trying not to get some of the ones where, you know, he plays a small part in it. But um, we'll leave it at that. That's that's where I'm going right now with that. So let me mark that off of the list. That's my five. I'm sure others will probably have um, a different – yeah, that's the key to, to this is to get you thinking about the movies. But I'll be honest with you. <clears throat> I could spend all day watching the Jason Bourne series and the Oceans 11 um, series. I could spend all day watching those movies. They, they're great. So, And there's just certain – I mean, the way he plays the character, Jason Bourne, is just tremendous. I, I think it's incredible. And a lot of credit to the uh, directors for – their scenes. Let me see who else I'm going to throw in here. Um, hmm. Got a couple that I want to say because I know they'll be good uh, for uh, Buck. Throwing some out there. No, I'm not going to do that guy either. Um, and Hathaway. Come up with that out of the out of blue. Yeah. Anne Hathaway, I'm sorry. I I typed in Fat Fingers, typed in the wrong thing because I got a couple of extra keys that weren't supposed to be in there. So let's take a look at the movies. I look at quickly uh, Princess Diaries, Gun and That, maybe not, uh, you know, uh, the biggest thing for me. The Devil Wears uh, Prada, she uh, played a good part in that. Love and Other Drugs was, was good. Um, one of my favorites, um, well, one of my favorites for her was Get Smart with Steve Carell. And I love the way that they played that, um, that role together. And, um, it got surpassed, what, a few, four years back, maybe with the intern with Robert De Niro. And uh, the chemistry that those two had together. So those two movies would definitely be up there for me uh, with Anne Hathaway. Um, hmm. Looking at some of the others here, it's kind of hard to scroll and talk to you at the same time because I see some and I'm like, ooh, stop. Um, let's see. Alice in Wonderland. It wasn't a main part. Um you know, because I have kids, I've watched the Princess Diaries with her, and I thought she did a good job in it. But I don't know that it would be something that I would uh, keep up there. Uh, Brides Wars was okay with um, uh, the basically their best friends get married around the same time. It was all right, but I don't know. Ella Enchanted is another one that I watched uh, because of the kids. Um, where she is shrunk down to size or something like that. And needless to say, um, it's okay. But I think people would say Les Miserables, and I would probably put that up there. She did great in that. Um, Get Smart, Intern, would be in there for me. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I wanted to watch Interstellar. I didn't get to see it. I would probably also put The Devil Wears uh, Prada in there and The Dark Knight Rises 
in there. And I shouldn't have to tell you why. <laughs> but anyway. Uh, and then uh, it'd be interesting to see. I haven't seen The Hustle, which came out this year. Um, so it'd be interesting to see how that one is, if that ranks up there or not. Who knows? So let me mark that off. And I'm just going to get into uh, some things and hope that uh, Buck is able to wiggle his way into this. Uh, because we actually talked about this next topic, and that is the Oklahoma state law, where the governor signed a, <coughs> a law into action, giving adoption agencies the right to deny services to same-sex couples, LGBT uh, community, based on the adoption agency's moral or religious beliefs. Now, this came up. They're sitting here at, at my place. I want to say it was Saturday with the Preakness, and my, and my daughter actually brought it up. She was looking at it from social media. And, you know, we were like, wait a minute, what? What? Say that again? So to me, and, and I'll just say it like this, Buck turned around and said, <clears throat> That's a topic. I apologize for the coughing. Usually I mute myself, folks, because I get a chance where Buck is talking. Uh, so my apologies if I'm coughing on air. But uh, Buck said, oh, this is definitely a topic we're going to discuss on the show, and I agreed. I think it's something that should be discussed. In my opinion, <clears throat> we have laws out there um, that protect from being discriminated based on your uh, sex, your race, your religious preference. So you got these companies out there hiring people. You can't discriminate based on that. There's laws on that. And it doesn't just, it's not just regarding hiring people. There's laws uh, about discriminating uh, folks out there um, on various levels. And <clears throat> I just thought to myself, We've had some things come up in, what, the last five, ten years where, you know, you've got a store owner who refuses to um, to serve somebody uh, because of their beliefs. And, you know, you basically, as a, as a company, if you're running like Starbucks, for example, and I'm, look, I'm not trying to pick on Starbucks here, but it's the, you know, widely known, everybody can relate to it, but, you know, you get somebody who comes in who's drunk, you can refuse service to them based on that. And then we've had, what I started to say was in the last five, ten years or so, we've had uh, business owners who've refused pay, uh, to serve people based on other reasons that that basically fall on that gray area, that fine line of discrimination. And I look at this thing right here, this law, giving adoption agencies the right to deny same-sex couples and LGBT uh, community the right to adopt if they don't want to based on their moral and religious beliefs. I just think it's an excuse. It's a guise to allow the discrimination. I mean, 
we're now using moral and religious beliefs as an excuse to discriminate. People who claim to be devout Catholics or people who uh, claim to be devoted to their faith, whatever faith it might be out there, you know, they, they claim these religious beliefs to shun people, discriminate, outcast them, uh, folks they, in my opinion, don't relate to. I take issue with that. I take issue with flashing the religion card, if you will, basically on two counts. One, most of these folks will widely preach that God is an accepting, loving, and forgiving God who loves and accepts all. Well, why should you get into the mix then to use your religion to say, I don't want to deal with this person because it's against my beliefs? I believe uh, some years back, and I'm sidetracking now, but uh, some years back, um, they overturned or they uh, approved same-sex marriages in, I forget which state it was, but the person who had to sign off on the um, marriage licenses wouldn't do it because she didn't think it was right based on her religious beliefs, devout Catholic. There's a lot of politicians out there that will uh, say this stuff. And my thing is, if you're a devout Catholic, if you're truly devoted to your faith, and you go by the Bible, um, and the Bible, you know, tells you that God is an accepting, loving, and forgiving God who accepts all um, and loves them, loves and accepts them all, then where is the argument there? Number two, the Bible was written by man. The Bible was written by third-party stories of interactions with Jesus, et cetera, et cetera. But the Bible was written by man. The Bible's been touched, um, updated, changed by man. Who, I mean, if you're going to say, I have the right to do this because of God and my beliefs, then, you know, how do you get away with that? How do you – is it truly God that says this? I mean, how do we truly know where any of us who are living right now around when Jesus was on earth to know exactly how he believed and, and what he stood for? No, we weren't. So I, I just feel that this – Law is another way of using religion to get away with discriminating against folks. And I know Buck will have some things to say about this because we started, we got into it briefly on Saturday. And I know one of the things, I don't want to steal a thunder, I know one of the things he's going to say is, is bring up about these kids. These kids, there's so many kids out there that need to be adopted, fostered. I, I, I wanted to add, I didn't say this, but I want to add that this law 
is based on adoption and foster agencies. Now, if I could, I'll quickly say this, and I'll let Buck uh, chime in because he's on with us now. Uh, but the, the governor uh, basically said um, that the – I'm trying to find it now – that this bill does not – will not violate um, or – Rather, the ability will not restrict the ability of LGBT people from getting a child through adoption or foster care. Uh, yeah, well, if you give them the right to refuse the service to LGBT uh, community. Uh, so I don't understand that. But she, she also goes on to say that, um, you know, this is basically to help keep adoption agencies in Oklahoma and said that it's a similar one in uh, similar to the one in Virginia that was enacted in two, uh, 2012 faith-based organizations involved in in adoption and foster care have closed in other states that don't have similar laws but okay say that but how can you say that this will not restrict the ability for LGBT people um, to get a child through adoption or foster care if there's a law out there giving those agencies a right to discriminate? I'm going to call it as it is. There you have it. Buck came into the middle of it, uh, but I hope that was enough to, to springboard. For you. Thank you very much. Uh, sorry, sorry, I'm running late, uh, but I'm here. Uh, not going to uh, delve into anything that uh, went on. Just going to get right into this topic now. Cappy, I'm going to start out like this. Say the state of Oklahoma decided to come up with a law that they were not going to adopt babies or allow agencies to um for people to adopt babies if they were the uh color of skin of a black person what what would we what would we be talking about today there would be an uproar we would be talking there about there would definitely be an uproar an, uh, exactly there would be an absolute we would be talking about discrimination uproar. right exactly this is my thing what what's the difference what is the difference yeah. there? There is no difference. There is still discrimination, like you said, going on. And I don't think it's right. There's still people in the United States. Uh, forgive me if I'm forgive me if I'm wrong, you know. I come on this show and we talk about uh topics of this nature and I'm not always prepared, right? I'm not always doing all the uh the um research uh, into the topic and, you know, not paying attention to the topic is some stuff we talk about because I'm so busy, right? So forgive me, maybe I missed out. But aren't we the land of the free? Aren't we the home of the brave? It, 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 am I wrong? Did something change all of a sudden that we are not no longer the home of the free? I, I, I'm just asking this question. Because if not, then how the hell does Oklahoma think they have the right 
to do what they're doing right now to come up with this law. You know, you're you're giving a, you're you're giving it's it's like the government giving businesses you know a kickback and, and giving them you know a certain uh, criteria uh, that they can use and abuse in order to make their business successful. You know, but in the long run, what are they doing? They're 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 screwing you know hardworking, law-abiding citizens of this country. Am I wrong in that situation? Like, like, what's the difference between a, um, a two, uh, a couple? Now I'll say it that way: who are man and wife, right? Who you know have good jobs and are, are doing very well for themselves, but they can't have a baby, so they decide that they want to adopt. What's the difference between them and a same-sex couple? What's the difference? Nothing there is opinion. none. There not, is no not in this country. Not in the country that I live in. In the country I live in, that should not even be a case. Now, we sit, we sit there and we go around, and, and it's funny how some topics I'm, – I'm amazed that it hasn't taken as much um, you know, glaring effect in this country as, as it would be if – they would have done this and said that they were going to discriminate against a, a, a different race, uh, you know, black people, you know, Asian people, anybody. I'm surprised that this isn't, you know, at the forefront of water, co- water cooler, you know, talk throughout this country right now because it's the same kind of discrimination. There is no difference. You're basically saying that there's something wrong with those people, and there isn't. None of my, none of and my. And they shouldn't have the right to adopt or foster there, a child. Exactly. There is no difference. That's what they're saying. You know, say with that law. You know, say you have you know a. a you. Cut out on us. Just decided. You know what? My children. Are are, are you still hearing me? Because uh, you're in it now. I think just for the briefest of moments. Keep going. Yeah, I heard something in the background. I was like, "Great, I think I'm going out." But uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Now, imagine there's a couple that can have children, right? Can have as many as they want. You know. Uh, and imagine that they all of a sudden are just like, yeah, we just want another one. We're going to go to this adoption agency. You know, they, they have like eight kids. Now, they don't have the greatest of jobs. You know, they can't, probably can't really or will very much hinder a child's development if they go and get another child, you know, in the state of Oklahoma. Now, you put them, you pin them against a same-sex couple who – they can't have a child and they want one desperately and they have all the means in the world to take care of that child. Now you're telling me that just because they're a same sex couple, they don't have as much of a right to try to raise a child instead Mm -hmm. of the other couple. It baffles me. 
Well, it baffles me. It, it, it's when this came up. When this came up, it it's it's disgraceful. But when this came up, you know, I just you know, I, I had all this in my mind. You know, like I I can't believe that this, in this country things like this still happen. And then you know, as the days have gone by since we've talked, and uh, the moments have come up towards you know this show. Uh, and being able to talk about it, I felt myself getting even more enraged. If you can't hear it in my voice, if you can't tell by the way I'm talking, you know, I, I just I, I don't know what how else to uh, elaborate it to our listeners how wrong of a thing this is. Now I'm an American. I, you know, I'm proud of my country. Um, I'm not proud of this. And even though we're from a different state, we're in New Jersey, and this you dropped out again. And things like oh, there he is. And uh, I, I'll go back. I'll say that even though we're from New Jersey, and this is Oklahoma, that this is happening to. We all fall under the same umbrella, Cappy, and that is we are the United States of America. And that that's that right there is where we can do something about this. You know, this could become a national thing. You know, we are, I, I believe, um, correct me if I'm wrong, our, our country was born on the premise of, you know, a divided we stand or – Together we stand, divided we fall. You know, that, 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 that has been, you know, since the 13 colonies, the Revolutionary War, that is the belief that we have fought against. And yet here we are with a, in, in 2019 where we have an example out there where, you know, we, we need to come together and stand up against such a disgraceful thing in our country. Because it's it, you know in other countries this isn't Oklahoma, this is the United States. It's appalling to me. It's appalling. Yeah, it, I don't know if you. I, I don't know if you got a chance to hear what I said in the beginning, um, but basically, um, yeah. A lot of this is it's based on moral and religious beliefs. So you're given the uh, you're given people the excuse to use that to discriminate. In my opinion, you know. Well, and yeah. I basically I basically read off two things, and, and one of them being that you know we've we've heard it from people. It, I'm sure. Everybody out there has been preached to at one time or another. I, I had friends that uh, became born-again Christians. I got preached to. I have Jehovah Witnesses that have come to the door, and I got preached to. I have friends. I have family that <laughs> have preached to you uh, for one thing or another, and you know I've probably done it to others, and and it could be. Very small. When you know you say preach to, I don't want to give necessarily a negative connotation to that. It's the fact that 
when they do, they widely uh, widely preach that God is an accepting, loving, and forgiving God who loves and accepts all. I, for one, struggle with my own religion, Roman Catholic, on things that I believe they're hypocritical with. But I will say this. Our Pope, Pope Francis now, has been more accepting of things than any other Pope and has basically said along the lines of, you know, hey, who, who are we to, to judge, you know, when, when God loves all? You know, who are we to judge? But yet you've got these organizations out there, Roman Catholic uh, being one of the biggest ones, that will say, you know, uh, there's no room in this world for, um, you know, homosexuals, uh, lesbians, gays, you know, the, the light, the whole thing, which basically is, goes against what I just talked about. I mean, I went to Catholic school all throughout all my schooling except for kindergarten to second grade. Outside of that, Catholic school. I was an altar boy involved in all these things. I've read the Bible, right? And again, I, I indicated that, you know, Bible was written by man. So, you know, you can take it with a grain of salt. But I'm just saying when you reference things from the Bible and you interpret it your way, the way you want, but widely everybody will say that, you know, our God is an accepting, loving, and forgiving God who loves and accepts all. Then who are we to get involved in that? I just think it's it's crazy if God is accepting of all. That includes everybody, including those that we probably look upon as deviants and scumbags. And we may have a problem with that, but the, the, if you're going to preach this stuff, remain true to it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah, that brings me, since, since you brought that up, I didn't get to hear, uh, hear what you were talking about before I got on the air, Cappy. Um, but that brings me up to another thing, and that is, you know, we for years, you know, how many how many times have we come across where, you know, you know, Christmas is a great example. You know, you you like the the counties and the and the and the towns and everything. You know, you cannot put anything uh, that relates to, you know actual God and, and, and Jesus and him being born and, and the manger and the nativity scene or anything like that. You know, if you are a, a town or a county or anything like that, you know, the, the, it's frowned upon to actually, you know, make Christmas about religion, Right. You know, in our schools, and you know, you hear it all the time. You know, they, they're trying to get rid of the uh, pledge of allegiance because you know it, it has the word God in it, and you know, you hear all this separation of state and religion, right? Now, if you're going to do it, just do it all the way. 
You know, you can't sit there and sit there and say, you know, well, we're going to say that you can't say the word God uh, in the Pledge of Allegiance. You can't do the Pledge of Allegiance in our schools. Uh, but we can say because you are a same-sex um, couple and you want to adopt this child, you're not allowed to because it's against our religious beliefs. That is – and you come up with a law that allows this these agencies to do that. That right there – is going up against everything you're saying about keeping state and religion separate, which, by the way, that shouldn't happen. I, I'm, I, I really don't, don't care too much. When it comes to the United States, all right, the United States is not a religion. It is a country, and our country should should be able to govern – without any kind of implications of worrying about anything or making any kind of decisions that involve religion. And this is an example where they're allowing that. I, and that, that that's a, just another uh, situation where, you know, our government, or in this case, the Oklahoma state government, is feeling like, that's okay. That is not a guideline or a rule that we have to stand by. Basically, they're saying we came up with this law. We we passed it. It doesn't matter a lick what you think. And honestly, honestly, I don't see where this is constitutional. I think that you could literally go to the, I would think, you know, and you know, I'm not an expert, that you can go to the Supreme Court and make sure that that law is not a lawful law. It isn't. Not in my mind, because it is the discrimination of, of people. And it is it doesn't belong in this country. It doesn't belong. You know, I, I'm tired of agencies, governments. I'm tired of them hiding behind the religious belief, you know, staple in order to do things. I don't like that. It, it's like it's like saying, um, you know, it's saying that a, a cop has pulled you over for you know going, you know, 56 miles per hour in a 55 mile per hour zone. You know, it's at the end of the month, and they're like, uh, we pulled you over because you were speeding. Come on, you weren't speeding. There was nothing wrong really in that situation. You're just trying to make your quota. And I, I know if <laughs> I would be, you know, totally not surprised if people started calling me or calling this station and start talking about that right there, you know, yeah, and saying, oh, yeah, well, I, I have a bunch of cop friends. Every single one of them has told me there is no such thing as a quota, and there is. All right, and I'm going. I know I went off topic a little bit there, but it's the truth, and this is. Kind of, you know, I'm just kind of throwing other examples that are going on in the world that kind of, you know, correlate to to this. You know, it, it is yeah. one group of people, in this case, a cop, saying that you can't do this because of a certain criteria. And it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't belong. 
And I just, it, oh. it's something that shouldn't even be, we shouldn't have to have this topic. We shouldn't be sitting here well into the nine o'clock hour talking about this and going into the Preakness. But it, I just, we're so strong about it that it mm-hmm. needs to be, you know, kept said. How are we living in yeah, a country well, you that allows up that? The, the whole thing about Pledge Allegiance in schools and stuff like that and one of the things that you brought up is basically separation of uh, church and state, which kind of cracks me up because, again, you accurately uh, mentioned that what our country was founded on, you know, uh, one nation under God, indivisible, you know, that type of thing. And basically nine on – 9090 in the uh, chat room uh, brought up the thing, said, when Trump was elected president, people went back to celebrating Christmas through their faith. Now, people were celebrating Christmas, but I, I will have to say that a lot of people felt the need. You know how it goes, Buck, when you're in the workplace, rather than saying Merry Christmas, say Happy Holidays. You know, that political correctness. I think we've gotten too far with some of that political correctness. Um, but the thing about it is, is, you know, jumping back to that church and state and and what we were founded on and we turn around and say, well, we shouldn't, we have a country of immigrants. It was, it was founded on immigration, right? So needless to say, we have all these different religions that, you know, come into play, all these different nationalities, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I think we've gotten to a place where, uh, oh, we shouldn't say this or that because we won't, we don't want to offend them. But it's okay for them to say what they want, you know, for their religion. So who cares if someone says Merry Christmas or Happy Hanukkah, Happy Kwanzaa? If somebody came up to me, I'd say thank you, same to you. You know, it's about being decent. Where, where's the decency gone in, in our country? And the fact that you, you, this separation of church and state, when we were founded on those principles, and thank you, 9090, just brought up the first 10 amendments and the Bill of Rights are in relation to the Ten Commandments. So <laughs> church and state government-wise, and that's what the state means, they, they've been intertwined from day one. I just, it cracks me up when we talk about this stuff. And it's like, I understand that you shouldn't force anybody to say, God bless America, you know, that type of thing. If they, you know, they don't believe in God, they are from a different religion. But guess what? That's what we were founded on. We should be able to say God bless America. We should be say be able to say one nation under God. We should be able to say Merry Christmas and all this other stuff, you know? And I know we've gotten a little off topic from this Oklahoma law, but I think when uh, government gets into these things and starts, you know, bringing up the whole moral and religious beliefs, as an excuse to be able to 
deny services to a particular race, a particular uh, sexual preference community uh, in the LGBT community that they list, LBGTQ, mind you. Um, But, you know, it's just a guise to allow the discrimination. And I'll go back to it again, and I'll say it over and over again, that a lot of these religious based faiths, um, these, you know, whatever faith, will say and pull it out of the Bible or whatever other teaching they have and say that God is an accepting, loving, and forgiving God who loves all. Shut your mouth. Why should you get in and start, um, you know, monkeying with it and uh, discriminating against people. We have a caller. Why don't you talk, Buck? I'm going to bring him into the um, screen room. Oh, you brought him into the screen room? Go ahead. You, I, I uh, haven't gotten me into the point. screen room yet. I will. I'll, I'll, um, I'll screen. Yeah. I think I know who it is. So. Keep going. All right. Sounds good. So, yeah. So, you know, when we talk about you know, all these examples that we have come across tonight, um, and we seem to have gone off of topic slightly. Uh, uh, my my argument with that is is that it all correlates. Um, it's all um, what I believe is one group discriminating another, and you know that that is where there that is where you know for. The year, the so many years that we've been a country, a free country, um, you know, I, I feel like that is the number one thing that we've constantly struggled, but strived to uh, accomplish, is you know where, you know, we are not a discriminating country, you know, whether it's you know religion, race, creed, uh, we we've. We've always struggled to be able to uh, argue and, and make sure that we follow through in uh, not being a country of discrimination. And yet we've struggled. We've struggled mightily. And this is just another case in Oklahoma where, you know, here we are, 2019, still massive discrimination going on in our country. Like blatant, blatant discrimination going on in our country, and you know, it's 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 amazing. I, I'm sure that in Oklahoma, somehow the people that you know govern that state think that this makes sense. As an outsider, um, you know, I I don't feel. Like, I can't fathom in my own head or get around how in the world that these people can think this way. I, I really can't. Yeah. I, I just uh, I scratch my head about it. Um, mm-hmm. Let's bring this uh, our we, caller we've on. We've got Suzette uh, on the line. Mrs. Boy, for those who uh, know the family, and calls into the I show know. on a regular basis. Uh, Suzette was talking to me, Buck, about uh, church and state 
I'll allow Suzette to explain that to you. Go ahead, Suzette. Hello, good evening. Um, well, the, the meaning behind the separation between church and, uh, state and church was that one religion was not to be favored over another, and that's what that meant. But people had interpreted it differently to say that church or religion shouldn't be in government because before every session, congressional session, they pray. Um, and as you mentioned, many examples of um or Judeo-Christian, you know, whatever, praying or this or that within uh, our Pledge of Allegiance and the other examples that you gave in the schools. Um, and schools used to pray before, just class sometimes, um, way back when. But um, So it was just meant that not to favor one religion over another. And, and people are interpreting that as though no religion should be in church. And you can't really say that when you have schools in Texas and across the nation that are accommodating Muslim students with prayer rooms to be able to pray during school time. So, you know, that's yeah, <laughs> the separation and, of the board. <laughs> and I, I don't think I was clear on some of my statements, but you just nailed it. Some people interpret it differently. And those people are the ones that push for it not to be said in school or – um, or this or that, but the thing about it is, is that's what our country was founded on. We should have the right to be able to say that just as much as they should have the right to say what, how they feel with their religion. Like you said, right. it, it's not to favor one religion over the other. And it gets back to my comment. I've had people come up and, and say to me, uh, you know, oh, it's, it's happy holidays. Uh, I'm okay. Well, you know, uh, what do you celebrate? Uh, I celebrate Hanukkah. Well, happy Hanukkah to you. Well, you're, you're not mm -hmm. Jewish. Well, does it matter? Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm wishing does you well. Yes. I'm wishing you a happy holiday. I think people have lost, lost touch with, with uh, the common decency in that and get, have gotten hooked up on, you know, uh, oh, well, you're not of my faith or this, this faith shouldn't be um, celebrated, what have you and too much political correctness, just relax people. And if somebody says happy Kwanzaa, happy Hanukkah or whatever to you, thank you. Same to you. No big deal. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Same to you, you know, it's easy and just move on. They're just wishing you well. You know, it's better than them coming up and calling you a scumbag and wanting to knife or, or shoot you. <laughs> uh, I'll step off the breakdown of the interpretation um, is, is when people started believing that, people automatically started segregating themselves with that. Because if you're not of my faith, mm -hmm. if you're not of my color, if you're not of my, mm -hmm. um, you know, ethnicity, whatever it's called, um, then, you know, you don't know how I feel. You couldn't ever understand my experiences and that's possible you know that's right but share them with me so that i can at least understand but i can't even have yes, that opportunity because you cut me off at the knees <laughs> you're right now you're absolutely right i i have ahead, a question Bob. for you because you brought this up and i'm kind of curious and it is kind of off topic uh when you talk about the schools in texas who mm -hmm. um you know, set up special time for their Muslim students 
have prayer time. Now, mm-hmm. my question to you is, is when that's happening, what are, what's happening with the other students? They're still in school Cause, learning. Cause, and, yeah, here, here's my thing. Class um, continues. Here's my thing about that. I have no problem with them doing that. I really don't. Um, you know, I don't know enough about the Muslim religion to sit here and say, you know, why why do they have to pray at that certain uh, time of day or whatnot? I do know from guys at work who are Muslim, you know, certain things that they, certain criteria that they have to make, especially, you know, at, at certain times when they, um, uh, Ramadan, when they have to fast, like there is a strict uh, setup of rules for that. And, you know, it, it, I'll be honest with you, if, if you don't know how what they have to do when it comes to the fasting for 40 days in Ramadan, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to do that and accomplish what you need to do at a job that I do fascinates me that you can do it. it it's it's amazing. Like, I guess, you know, they, they'll say it. They'll tell you, you know, well, when you get brought up that way and, and that's your understanding – you mm-hmm. know how to how to get through it and how to get along. Meanwhile, for someone who's never done it before, myself, I, I sit there and I'm like, I don't think I could ever. I don't think I could ever make it. I don't think I could ever do it. I collapse in the middle of the day um, <laughs> with the with the strictness of it. And mm-hmm. you know, so I'm not going to sit there and judge at all about what they have to do religion wise with the Muslim religion. But here right. is my take. My take on it is that at that time, when those kids are praying, uh-huh. there should be some kind of activity other than, you know, the actual learning activity that the other students, in order to keep it fair. Sure, you know, but also it depends the on the other many students, students are actually should doing. have something. The other students at that time should be doing something other than the schooling, the regular schooling that is going on. Uh, um, that that's just my little point on that. Um, in order, because you know, anybody can come across and say, "Well, that's favoring a certain religion. That is taking religion and you know mixing it in with state." Whereas you sit there and you say, "That is your time to pray." But meanwhile, the other students, that is their time to do this. You know what I mean? I get what you're saying. And I guess it would also depend on how many students there were actually leaving the class to pray to where maybe there would be time allotted for that student to catch up on what they missed. That was Um, my concern, catching up what they missed. Right. Now, on the same note, you know, if they're going to be able to allow the students to pray when they needed to pray, I don't have a problem with that. As When I mentioned it, I didn't say that was wrong of them to do that, to build those rooms for them. No, I right. just mentioned that that's what they did. And and in the same respect, when the students stand up for the, you know, the Pledge of Allegiance and say God and the Pledge of Allegiance, that they're, they don't want to say God, well, I know when growing up, we there was a couple of students that didn't. And so they were just sat there and waited until everybody else finished. With the Pledge of Allegiance, yep. and then, you know, class continued. So, you know, it should be equal. You know, if there's uh, something of a religion, that Ash Wednesday for Catholic people or whatever when they leave 
to go do their thing. Um, just make it equal. That's all. We're not saying one over the other, as you were saying. Why, you know, if we can just I, all have dignity and respect for each other and our face that we have, and we can all get along. <laughs> this is, you know, it well, just came to me, Suzette, as you said that, the, the most common uh, used word when somebody says something that nails it, nails it to the point we should have the common decency or, you know, respect for one another. I thought immediately, mm-hmm. amen. You know, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> here we are talking about this stuff. But in, in, in truthfulness, I don't care. I mean, I'm Roman Catholic. And I have more qualms about my own religion than I have with others because Mm -hmm. I find my own religion to be highly hypocritical throughout my lifetime. I've experienced it firsthand. And, you know, it's, it's disappointing. But I don't cast that over every single person in my religion. One. Two, I think that, you know what, who are we in whatever religion we're in, in my case, Roman Catholic, who who am I to deny anybody else their, you know, their faith, to practice their faith the way they do? Because certainly you're not going to allow them to do it with you. So why intervene mm-hmm. and jump in that and and that's the problem that I think I have like you said people interpret uh things differently and I think that's where we've gotten to this where we we have people going out there and saying well you don't have to um serve or uh, allow same sex lgbtq people to adopt or foster a child if it's against your moral and religious beliefs. That's just, to me, that's just an excuse to discriminate. I, yeah. That, to me. Yeah. I think that as far as religion and people go and that interpretation, if we just went back to the writings, the letters that were between the men that have written this constitution, that wrote the Declaration of Independence, we would see, we would find, we would learn, and we could we could understand what they were saying when they said that. But we don't. We make our own interpretations, and then they get a runaway train. And before you know it, discrimination all over the place, people complaining, people claiming rights that they really aren't rights. <laughs> I mean, uh, under the Constitution, um, if, if you want to do something, knock yourself out, but don't uh, impose upon somebody else and reduce their right to anything because you are want it down in stone that you are to be recognized for a particular right. And just like religious people, I'm not very religious. I have a relationship with God, but I'm not a religious person. I don't go to church. Um, <laughs> it's just too, too, too crazy and hypocritical. But um, I'm in I the same boat. People, <laughs> I think if people just I practice have. what God said then, you know, live and let live as far as he will decide what happens. Not you or not me. Mm-hmm. He will decide. So, anyway, that's all yeah. I wanted to say. Thank I, you. <laughs> no, I agree. Yeah, I, 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 I think you I'm with you. I'm with you. Points. You know, I, I, I just, you know, 
I, when I was discussing, you know, the Muslim and the praying, you know, I, I feel like Suzette was making me, you know, or making it sound like, you know, I was saying, uh, you know, I, I just feel like at that point there should be a fairness to, to everybody in the classroom. I, I, I know like to kind of correlate it with, um, with work, you know, when there's uh you know, certain times, you know, people are working and other people just say, uh, well, and this is totally like, I'm, I, I don't know. It's a, it's a bad. Anytime there's any kind of change that people are not open to, especially in that respect with your, with your employment, you don't know until you know. And before you even know, people were raising probably a fuss about it as far as, Oh, okay. So while we're working, these guys get to go pray. Uh, I don't know, think so. I'm going to stop be. working too. Yeah. Okay. So if they're going to pray, I'm going to take five and go smoke. And it's like, okay, but these guys learn early on that if they've got to do their their religious faith and their convictions, mm-hmm. and they've got to work hard because otherwise their family doesn't eat. And so they right. know better. And until you know, <laughs> people just need to shut up. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, amen. You're right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. That's exactly how I feel. Honest. That's exactly how I feel. The when this came up, have, um, the both of you have discussed, you know, how how your beliefs are with uh, with God. I feel like as the years have gone on, that I have kind of, um, as, you know, because I grew up a Catholic, and um, I feel like as years have gone on that I have separated myself from my religion uh, further and further and further. doesn't mean I don't believe in God. Um, I just have, you know, certain beliefs as uh, towards it all. And, you know, it irks me when, you know, I feel like a, a, a person who, you know, wants to believe in those same beliefs um, gets discriminated against because, you know, oh, well, that's, that's a, that's against you know uh, everything that we stand for. Um, I've said this before to you, Cappy. You know when it comes to religion, um, just because I believe in you know all the things that have happened with Jesus Christ, I believe that there was a Jesus Christ. I believe that he was the second coming, the say the Son of God, and all that stuff. Um, believing in all that, um, but being a, a certain person, um, you know, should not, you know, hinder me from being able to be, you know, that type of religion. Um, my thing is that, you know, throughout the years, I've kind of separated myself. You know, I don't really, I don't go to church either, Suzette. I don't. Um, very, very rarely um, do you see me in the church. Uh, I just try to be. Um, on a day-to-day basis, I try to be a decent person, decent person to other mm-hmm. people, um, and, and try to treat everyone the way I would like to be treated. Now, it, it's a day-to-day struggle. I'm sure it's a day-to-day struggle for everybody. But that's, sure. That, as far as everything that I believe in, I believe in that. Like, seems to be my biggest belief that I should just go out there. And control what I can control, and that is me being a decent person in society, 
Um, and, and that's, and that's what I try to do. <laughs> One of the challenges he's challenged us with as far as yeah, being some decent people just don't, to people. Yeah, some, some people I, just don't like you being decent to them. They think there's a hidden agenda. Imagine that. Yeah, I know. Well, it, it, Another, it's yeah. funny because I say that and then, like, you know, it, it could be 8 o'clock in the morning. Somebody calls, cuts me off in uh, traffic and I start cursing at them and then saying all kinds of obscenities and tell them what I would do to them if I got a hold of them. And <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're human, though. I guess throw that you. decency out the window so that I've been talking about. Yep. 8 o'clock <laughs> in the morning and it's already gone, you know what I mean? It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, sometimes it happens. I get told I'm phony all the time. You're so phony. There's no way anybody could be that happy all the time. Why, you know, just be genuine. I'm like, I'm being me. <laughs> This is me, and I'm sorry if I'm in a good mood, and I'm sorry you're so miserable. But life can be good, you know. Why? Why does it always have to be a bummer? I said something very similar before because <laughs> somebody gave me a hard time. I'm sorry if I'm trying to make trying. To, I'm sorry if I'm trying to look at things positively versus negatively, and you know that's how I get through my day. I hey, if exactly. and I believe that if. You dwell, and that's not to say that I never uh, focus on the negative, but if you dwell on the negative, I mean, you're going to make yourself and everybody around you miserable for the entire day. Uh-huh. I mean, you got to try and turn it around. Look at the positives. Yeah, right. yeah. I learned really on that like you, I can, said, you it, can affect it, the energy in a room. It, it, you know, if you're, it, it's just it's it, contagious. It's a day-to-day struggle, I tell you. You know, you sit there and you, I, I can I can just say, I, I've heard it, I've heard it all. You know, you know, come towards my way. You know, I mean, like, oh hey, you know what, Bill, I love you, or Buck, I'm sorry, Buck, I love you, but but where's the go butt? fuck yourself. <laughs> I've heard that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, uh, oh my. <laughs> Do you know what you're saying right now? Uh, okay, you know what? You're right. Old Buck over here needs to calm down and you know, relax and, and kind of uh, take back and uh, think more positively. I've been there. You know, I've also been the other one. I've been on the other side. I've been like, yo, man, you can't, you can't take, you can't take uh, life the way you're taking it right now, man. You need to, you know, relax and, and just be glad that you're alive. And then I've had the person come back to me and like, oh, yeah? You know, well, how were you feeling yesterday when blah, 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 and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> right. I was feeling pretty much the way you are right now. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just just trying, trying to get through the day, man. Come on. Come on. Let's all love each other, man. Sure. Let's all love each other days, and sing Kumbaya. Constant... I hate Kumbaya. I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll sing another song. If you're in a constant hate of Kumbaya, then, then that's when you're in trouble. <laughs> This this brings me this this brings a question out because I have I have argued this for years, you know. Whenever you know somebody gets down and everything like that, you know, I say, you know what you need to do? You need to listen to some some Bob Marley. When you're listening to Bob Marley, how can you ever be angry? This this yeah really man. I tell you, he his music might be the cure. For, for any stress in the world. Just like if you're feeling, right. 
That's the only got a groove and some lyrics there that you can't sit still. You know? You gotta put a smile on. <laughs> no, I mean like you just feel like okay, okay. The word, the word, the world is is not so it's a bad place, you know. Yeah, there's Bob Marley music in it. We're I think we're okay. Meanwhile, the, the yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, Oklahoma yeah, State yeah. legislator is like, is that all we have to do to calm these guys down? You know, play some Bob Marley? No, let's make a mandate. <laughs> Anytime somebody <laughs> has something against us, we play Bob Marley music. Uh, there you, you know, go. You know what? You're pissing me off. Don't worry about it. Every little thing. I know what you're trying to do. It's going to be all right. All right. You know what? I got. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'm with you. Woke up this morning, early to the rising sun. Three little I think you just want to sing this song. Sing it with me. I'm okay Here's with it. By that. my doorstep. By my doorstep. Singing sweet song. Singing sweet song. Of melody. So free, type thing. Better for all of us instead of trying to control everything. These legislators just want to control everything. It's laid out in the Constitution. It's laid out in the Bill of Rights. It's laid out in the um, our Declaration of Independence. As far as little government, that means stay out, do within your limits, mm-hmm. stay in your lane. You know, as they say, stay yes. in your lane. Have a job description, and that's it. <laughs> no more. Yes. I agree. <laughs> I've said in the past, like, you know, start over. There's some good there's some good uh Congress and senators out there. There really are, but you know this this whole uh we versus you know, us versus them, not we, us versus them mentality between the two major um political parties it's gotten mm-hmm. to a point where I'm I, I just I'm gone none. I've gone numb to it. I'm like, you know, stop. <laughs> let's yeah. let's focus on what you let's focus on why you got involved in governing for the people. And if you didn't get involved for the people, you shouldn't be in there. And that's it. I'm just saying it like that. I'm done. Because otherwise, otherwise, she said, I'll jump on a soapbox again. And Buck will tell you, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll, we'll be, the show will it's, be cut uh, off by the time I actually come up for a breath. Well, amen yeah, to what man, you said I, a moment ago. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll tell you right then. I'll tell you right there, man. You need to be an arbitrator in that room, you know? Like, listen, I know you're Democrat and you feel this way. I know you're Republican and you feel this way. But, hey, listen to this first. One love, hey now, one heart, let's get together and feel all right. One love, everybody's singing. Uh-oh. Is that boy in the background? <laughs> yeah, I'm here back. We, oh, there um, he is. You, you'd have to play that song backwards for him, though. <laughs> you know what? I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. What is we that? Have, mind I control? think the one message. I think the one message we're trying to send tonight is no discrimination. But I'm sorry, boy. Me and my brother feel like our, our beliefs. We can't have you talk on our radio show. What? <laughs> it happened. You know, it's not the first time I've heard this. 
Oh I go through just this kidding. all the time. Just kidding. Talk I, all I, you I want, boy. You know, I've got plenty of blocks. Damn. Why you threw that one out from left field? Is it because I mean, people I, I, don't don't want to reason? Don't want to listen to reason, I should say? Because we've talked to you plenty of times, and, you know, you and your wife are, are pretty much on point every single time. So well, well, you, they just you, want you to guys, listen to reason. Well, how, you guys aren't drinkers anymore, are you? Are you, are you still drinking? Drinking right oh, now. No, no. I'm not a big drinker. Well, I, I'm thing, on my I'm on my third glass of scotch, buddy. I'm good to go. Sweet, that's that's what I like to hear. <laughs> Just kidding. You know, I mean, a lot of people always say I could be good to them listening to us. They're going, I never drank so much in my life. How come? Because <laughs> <laughs> it's oh, one love. There we go. One life. One life. Let's get together and feel alright. <laughs> anyway, oh God, I'll be singing like that earlier. Amen. Amen. Amen, brother. Have some more choco beans. Oh, <laughs> yes. Well, thank you guys for jumping in and um, and participating, Suzette. You nailed every single point, in my opinion. You nailed every single one. I couldn't agree more. I think people need to shut their mouths and, you know, stop poking their nose where it shouldn't be. Amen, brother. Amen. Absolutely. Thank you for coming on. And uh, I know Cappy says, you know, he couldn't agree more, but I couldn't disagree less. So take that as salt. Check in the mail. guys. Great show. Thank you. And, And boy, the check is in the mail. If it doesn't get to you, Blame the government. That's you right. Already, they already have it. It's already in their pockets. It's okay. Thanks, guys. <laughs> you guys have a good night. Thanks a lot. You too. Thank you, you guys. Bye-bye. Take, Take care. care. Oh, you too. All right. Well, hmm. that was, I didn't want to I didn't want to hit the X buck because remember the last time I, I hung up on you? Mm-hmm. Uh, I I held yeah. off. Um, you know that was purpose, really though. I still believe he did that on purpose. You think? <laughs> <laughs> I I, uh, I think so. yeah. Boy, when they call in because they have some very um, solid points, and they just it's it's just it makes sense, Buck. It's like common sense, and. I think people get away from common sense all too quickly. They read into things too much. And then along comes a governor who decides to pass a law to discriminate against LGBTQ community and give adoption and foster agencies the rights to refuse service to them. It's discrimination. I'm sorry. It is. And I'm, We'll finish that uh, point. Buck, you missed the all the other uh, discussions, but I imagine you might have wanted to uh, weigh in on uh, the Preakness real quick before we sign off. Uh, talk about discrimination. 
and, and, and why is God discriminating me on making some money? You know what I mean? Ah, <laughs> oh, man. We, we talked about the Kentucky Derby. We talked about, you know, what happened with, you know, me and, you know, um, with that horse being disqualified. It never happened in the Kentucky Derby. And, you know, how I lost out probably on about $3,000. Uh, because of it, you know, I missed out on it. Um, here, that was because of what happened on the racetrack, an unfortunate but right call made me lose out on that $3,000. So I never blamed really anybody on that. It just happened. Um, I have somebody to blame on on, on the reason why I lost in the uh, Preakness Stakes, and that is that blame solely goes on myself. There is no, <laughs> there is no knowledge whatsoever of, you know, if if you're if you're going to do something, if you have something in your head, and you say that's what I'm going to do, you got to stick with it. Um, in that race, you know, my 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 thought process was swirled all around. Improbable, improbable, and uh, another twist of fate. You know that, but you also know yep, that we went and made our bed in the same avenue. Mm-hmm. That you know, as we were going along, I switched around some other things for some coverage, and I wound up, you know, coming close towards the you know towards the race starting of coming up with a winning combination uh, because I had chosen to play or will in the win spot, you know, but my thought process was, uh, you know, to get a lot of coverage. So I did an exacta with him on top and pretty much every horse, but two, uh, finishing second. Um, and that is the number six and the number 10 horse, you know, and, uh, you know, who, who finished number? Uh, who finished second in that race? This is number, number ten, freaking ten horse. Now, anybody listening right now could tell you that I'm an idiot. Like, if I'm going to put that many horses on the back end, why not finish it off? You know, honestly, it would only cost me four extra bucks, and I missed out on how much? What was it? Nine hundred and seventy some dollars. Because I and I told you, what did I say to you? What did I say to you? I said I can't bring myself to play those two horses behind. Yes, and because yes, of that, I think I lost out on nine hundred and seventy some bucks. That's, now, I mean, in fairness, I had more horses right here. that I couldn't bring myself to bet on, but it did include. The number ten for uh, ten horse Everfast, Market Kim, Bodie Express, um, Win Win Win, Laughing Fox. Those were horses that I couldn't bring myself to bet on. So, mm-hmm. and some of and, some and, of it has to do with you know reading into like their, um, you know, the breed. Where you know they were like, for example, Bourbon War is the son of Tappet. You know that comes mm-hmm. into play for me sometimes. 
Yeah. Yeah. Throw in, throw in Irad Ortiz Jr. as the jockey, and I'm like, oh, I gotta throw a bet on that. <laughs> and pop people exactly. do that type of stuff. So anyway, you know what, what amazed me about you know Pop not saying that he would have won is that you know. When it all came down to it, you know, he'd ask, who's the trainer? Who's the, who's the jockey? Who's blah, blah, blah. Yep. Uh, yep. A lot of times his bets came uh, came across as to, you know, how the tote board was running. You know, he, he'd wait till the last second. And he'd sit there and he'd just watch and he'd keep asking, you know, you know what are the odds on that horse? What are the odds on that horse? Down? And he'd be fixated on a couple of horses, but then he'd be asking questions about the odds. And then he'd be like, "All right, this is what I want you to do for me." Like, and he always be mindful of, you know, how the tote board would change and how the odds would change uh, as it came down to race time. You know, I watched and listened to him do it a million times, uh, where all of a sudden he he tended to take jockey and trainer and and all that out of it. Um. And you know it's a, it's a good way to go actually. Um, typically, when you're you know doing that, you know they say there's a certain percentage, and I don't know what the percentage is, but there's a certain percentage where the people, the crowd, the people who are actually betting the race, you know they, you know you tend to believe what they are thinking. Um, so, you know. I'll tell you, I look back on it and I look at the angles that I went with on um, another twist of fate and on Improbable. Improbable was solely, and I tried to keep it out of it, but solely because Bob Baffert, Mike Smith combination. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, man, they got me again. I'm the person that, like you said before, you know, you're the person that they're looking for to come in making bets. I'm the person that they're yep. looking for. He's thinking, he's thinking, oh, I can't, I can't possibly take them out of consideration. And I wish I did, you know. And I wish I'd uh, put more stake in in what it, you saw at the Kentucky Derby because it makes you think now that that horse, that number one horse, War Will. You know, had more of a chance to might have won. to do some damage in that race, and might have won. He was making yeah. a pretty good move when he when he got interrupted. So when um, he clipped, my well, belief almost. is that maximum security still would have won that race, but he, he definitely would have finished second. I think. Um, you know, he he had a good move in the top three. And, I know, think he would have. I watched in the top three. Yeah, and I watched uh, this race, and I said, man, I saw it right away. I saw him moving on the inside. I said, this horse is going to come out and win it. And I wasn't angry because I was like, well, if he wins it, you know, I still have that last bet that I put out there. Probably even out everything for the day. Um, You know, just have to get that horse, you know, to finish second. Any horse to finish second except for Everfast and freaking Market King. And then yeah. I see this 10 horse coming up, and I'm like, ah, here we go. It's been a rough uh, rough uh, triple crown for me. Uh, but, you know, usually when that happens, the first couple of uh, first couple of races of the triple crown go by, and, you know, I 
had tough luck, and I've had some real tough luck on this one. Uh, you know, I'm able to bounce back and do something. So let, let's hope I uh, I can do that with the Belmont. And I was saying earlier with the Belmont, it's, a, it's the longest of the three that, you know, sometimes it makes it a little bit easier to hone in on a horse. When I say hone in, I don't necessarily mean for a win, but, you know, you, you might get a horse that, you know is going to be up there. Um, And then you get one in the group that's not getting the proper consideration. And you're like, Oh, wait a minute. This, this horse can go this distance, you know, the, the, Mm -hmm. the way it was bred, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know what I mean? So let's hope that that works in our favor. Yeah. And, And, you know, you watch, the Kentucky Derby, which when, when I watch the Kentucky Derby after you watch it the first time, you know, I watch it a couple more times afterwards and I kind of try to, you know, pinpoint who I think the horse is that uh, I feel has a shot um, in the Preakness or the Belmont. Like say you see a horse who's done really well, but towards the end, he just tapered off, finished second or third. You think to yourself, well, maybe that's a horse that can do it in the Preakness. Or if you see a horse that is coming up and finishes like fourth or fifth, but you see that he's making a steady run at it and he's starting to gain ground um, towards the end of that Kentucky Derby race, you know, immediately I start thinking to myself, well, that might be a good horse for the Belmont. So it all plays out with, you know, whatever pace is going to go on, um, you know, and we'll get further into it as we know who's going to be in it. But if Tacitus right. is in it, that's my horse. Uh, I mean, from what I saw from the uh, Derby, that seems to be the horse that yep. I would go with. I know he likes to run long, uh, and I know he doesn't. He doesn't do it where he flies up there and you know gets in the front or you know makes right. a, a great move at the very end and fly up there to win. I'm gonna have to cut he you off slowly... there, Buck. I apologize, but time is coming down to the end. We want to make sure that our listeners. Uh, know about our sponsor, Gnarly Beer Co. Go check them out at gnarlybeerco.com. And uh, thanks to them and Dead Air Nation Network for allowing us to do this live every Wednesday at 8 p.m. See you guys next week.